Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Stay tuned for a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty About get jitty Cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty And we make shit sound so damn pretty Yeah Cause this unhinged comedy And right now you're in the mix So get ready Cause we bout to get it poppin' And we ain't stopping. I'm educated, unfiltered, unhinged This the Mangina Dialogues Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues I am your host Nick Scopes. And I am a guy without an Emmy, the Gregalicious. <laughs> and our guest today, our guest today, there's three of them. They're Woo-hoo. a group. One of them has an Emmy, which is like, I guess, cool, but I have these. So <laughs> I don't know. You decide at home what's what's cooler. We have the guys from Lou Burger on here. What's up, guys? Hey. hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on. What's going sure. on? I just want to say for the record that I didn't bring up having an Emmy or suggest that I put it directly in front of me. That was all, you know, just came naturally. I don't want it to <laughs> seem like this is the Huey talking about his Emmy podcast. No, it is. You're an artist, dude. We get it. Like we get it. You're an artist. <laughs> I mean, it's a serious piece of hardware. You know, it's it it's is. a big goofy looking trophy. It's yeah, hilariously they don't, they don't huge. They send it like that. You've got a it's like an IKEA furniture piece. You've got to build it. Yeah, you, they send you the gold and the silver, and you just melt it all together and everything. See, here's the one thing: you have a technically it's a digital Emmy, but it still looks like an Emmy. But I have right. all the other internet awards, and they're all right. just like fine. I've got a shorty, I've got a streamy, I've got a webby, and they're cool. But like, you have an Emmy. It's just so like, it's one of the ones. It's really one of the ones I know, and it was for a digital piece. And I actually, when I got it called alex and i was like or i texted i was like oh guys it's just like a digital emmy it doesn't count and alex was like no dude it's an emmy it's It's not (laughs) he was like i got nominated for like some emmy thing like a daytime emmy or something i was like that's that's an emmy that's an emmy that is just that is an emmy nighttime's cooler though i mean yeah it is cool the prime time emmys obviously it's kind of like daytime Okay. It was Alex, really funny Grammys. to hear uh, people Alex talk has? about how not cool an Emmy is when they don't have one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't even. What do you want mean? It. What is this? No, huh? I, I don't even want. I got it. a wedgie when I wore these. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> yeah. So, so Keith, you have all these uh, digital awards. Alex, what's what's next for you? Like an OnlyFans award? Like what are you? What award oh are you getting? God. Um. I am still working on the OnlyFans award. Sadly, <laughs> I haven't. I still haven't gotten the OnlyFans award. My mom thinks I'm great. So. <laughs> I that's. I'm glad you went there because I was hoping that that wasn't going someplace else. Oh, <laughs> that's a yeah, you switch pretty hard from OnlyFans to Mom Talk, so it yeah, was my mom. for a bit. Well, that's what I do on my OnlyFans. I just sit there and talk about my mom. <laughs> you hey, know what? There's an audience for everything. I was going to say, there's an audience for that. I bet you there's an audience for that. You know, it's funny. I, there's a, um, there's a a comedian out here who, who won an Emmy for um, like a local Emmy for something. I'm not a hundred percent sure what, what it was for, but like, I guess there's local Emmys for something, maybe local news or 
I don't know, something. And she was on a podcast and someone was like, is that an Emmy behind you? And she was like, yeah. And she was like in her bathroom and it was like next to her bathtub. <laughs> and she like had to explain how she like goes, you know, carries her Emmy. It was so it was so incredibly funny. But fuck it, man. If I had an Emmy, I would literally put it on the front seat of my car with a seatbelt, take it everywhere I go. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I really strive to do that myself. So thank you. And I, I see holding up my camera right now. <laughs> he showed them the mask. Oh, my girlfriend got me a, I don't know where it is. It's a mask that literally says in all gold Emmy winner. And I, I try to wear that as, as, as everywhere as I can. That's awesome. You should wear it to like boa on like uh, sunset. <laughs> I, I try not to wear it in LA just cause like, you know, I don't know. It feels weird, but I'm, I'm from Syracuse and I feel like I'm the only, per- and I'm like very into my city. I feel like I'm the only person who's won an Emmy from there. So, so we really love that. Are you the only Emmy winner from Syracuse? I think I've got to be one of like two, if anything. <laughs> Can't yeah. be true. There's got to be somebody. It's a pretty big city. You got to be sort somebody. Of. It's sort of a big city, but you know, I mean, who? who I'm going to Google. I'm going to Google. You guys okay. keep going. Okay. It's, it's okay. Huey and the guys who started carrier air conditioners. <laughs> nice. Wow. They, they have some Syracuse cut. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, you know, the carrier dome and all. So anyway, enough it. about Emmys. I mean, who cares, really? Who cares? Like, let, let's talk about what you guys are up to. We know you guys are start have a podcast starting next week, um, yes. right? The 18th, it, it launches. So this will be out prior to that um, by, a, I think, a whole day. Um, wow. Or maybe on the same day. What is the 18th? Monday? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to we'll drop this the same day. Um, cool. So let's let's talk about that for uh, a couple. Like what's just give us the premise and, and what you guys are doing there. Yeah. So uh, Lou Berger, if anyone needs to be caught up, we're a comedy band. We do comedy music. That's what we do. And we've been doing it for several years. And then we kind of were, you know, the pandemic has changed what we could do to create good entertainment for people. So we wanted to make a podcast, but we wanted to make one that's a little bit about the writing process of writing comedy songs. Uh, And to give us a focus, we chose to write WWE style entrance music for (laughs) celebrities. So yes. the podcast is about a 20 to 30 minute deep dive of a celebrity where we learn things about them in real time. And in that moment, we sort of transfer those things into lyrics while also picking the genre of the song as inspired by what's going on uh, by the celebrity. And at the end, you have a you know one and a half to two minute song that is sort of dedicated to celebrity. It's not like necessarily a biography of the celebrity. It's just right. something that could walk into a room have playing and feel good about it. So it's kind of like you're taking some of the elements of like improv, like whose line is it anyway kind of thing and mixing it with what you guys do and coming out with a song at the end of the. Yeah. And then we also like, we, we take the time to fully produce the song. So in the moment, in the, in the podcast, you're hearing us come up with it, but at the very end, it sort of cuts to a produced version of the song. Right. So how much prep do you do before you go in to record that? that these episodes or what, how much prep are you going to do when, as you guys get into it? Like, or is it just going to be t- purely improvised? Zero. That's, that's about a zero. We, I mean, the, part of the fun for us is we want to, sh- we want to show people like the songwriting process. So if we, you know, we obviously know, you know, the, we're doing Keanu Reeves, like we know information about him, but we haven't like all gone in and done a Wikipedia thing and came in with notes. Like we want to show people what the process is of us learning about it. Right. And have, Obviously, I mean, imagine you've recorded some of them already and they're going to be um, the first drops. Like, who, are you are you able to say who some of them are about or? Yeah. So let's like, go ahead. Shoot. 
What is the first episode that comes out, Alex? First episode is, like Huey said, going to be Keanu Reeves. Uh, second episode will be Samuel L. Jackson. And then uh, after that, we're going to get Zendaya. We're going to get Lucy Liu. And we're going to get John Krasinski. And that'll be our first season. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah so it there, it's very fun because, you know, it definitely we take sort of the clout around the actor, I think, to figure out what the genre of the song is. Uh, but then figuring out what the chorus will be, how the lyrics are formed. It really is us being like, okay, where was this person born? What were they like as a child? Where do they go to school? What do they do? What are their, you know, uh, philanthropic endeavors? Because most celebrities have those. So you kind of get a good understanding of that celebrity right. and a, a good understanding of writing a song about them. So how long are you guys going to, like you mentioned season one, it's, I think that was five or six episodes. Is, are you going to take time between or are you just going to just keep pumping out content? I think we want to see what people think and what people want more out of it. So we were kind of putting out these first five to figure out what is working, what's not working on it and sort of refine it. Hopefully we would get into doing more like 10 episode seasons with like right. a month or two break. Yep. Uh, but right now we're just kind of like, we just want to get something out there uh, and see, see how it does see, get feedback on it and make it better. Well, so we are, I think this episode will be oh, 121 in our first, in our first season, so we're our, 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 we're we're going to do two hundred and fifty episodes for season one. That's good, and, <laughs> and then then season two we might you know dial it back to like ten episodes. And yeah. <laughs> just retire, you know, just take take a little uh, uh, hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> at, that, at that point, people will have had good. enough. Take of some work. time for yourself, you know. Yeah, you know, it's true. Now I got a I got a question for all three. So how did you guys meet? Like I met Greg on Grinder, but how'd you guys meet? Yeah. Oh, Grinder. We also it's met similar. on Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real, Keith, how'd you meet? <laughs> so Keith and I um act we met at a uh, a BuzzFeed networking barbecue, if you can believe it. Or not. Really? Yeah, we met at a networking event. It works. It can it can do it. It can be yeah. real. It it networks. <laughs> oh, that's why he's got the Emmy. Oh, that's the Emmy. He comes up with the funny all... stuff, you know. <laughs> he used to make that joke all the time, and no one ever laughed at it. But I just think it's cute. So we <laughs> still make it. <laughs> I just shoehorn it into every one of these. Uh... I do that all the time. I have a few jokes I do that with, so I, I get it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go on, is there any way you could move this trophies? junk out of <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate it perfect perfect yeah, much better anyway you know what yes. speaking of moving I, i'm gonna just i was planning on not sharing this information with y'all but we just had our apartment sprayed for cockroaches and i feel like i came back too early so i'm gonna go outside for a little bit but i'm still here i'm just gonna <laughs> hailing like I'm poison that yes, typical it, it typical from a guy with an emmy just shoots in shows the <laughs> emmy shoots out and makes up some ridiculous i got cockroaches story but it's fine it's good like well, it's that's fun. just that's nobody's fault that's just hollywood hollywood <laughs> is about huey while he's moving around and can't i can really still respond. hear you all i can still hear you Hollywood is completely overrun now here's the question if if he gets sick you, from you. these chemicals and dies, who gets the Emmy? You know what I mean? That's Me. the question. Oh, I'll <laughs> tell you who gets the Emmy. Because it says Me. on the bottom of the Emmy that if you die, it must be given to a family member or you have to give it back to the Emmy Academy. 
No. Yeah. Wow. Yes. But did yes. you have to pay for the Emmy? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. What? That pay for it? Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay for to, to get this physical Emmy. You have to pay. It says on the bottom. Uh, if a recipient or the recipient's heir or successor in interest proposes to sell or otherwise dispose of the Emmy, got to give it to the Emmy. It's it's still belongs to the Emmy or to the Television Arts and Sciences Academy. What? Oh, here we go. Because they don't want is people selling it, them on eBay and shit. Yeah, it being understood that possession of the same is solely for the benefit of the recipient and the recipient's heirs or successors in interest. Wow. Let's see what mine says. <laughs> Made in China. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and kept in Mangina. Yeah. Hey. Speaking of. This one's from California, so that's cool. That's like me. I'm from California. Yeah, same build and everything. Oh, yeah, I look just like that trophy. <laughs> I'm the same height, too. Yeah, he is. He's tiny. So you two meet at yeah. a networking thing. And then yes. how does this guy come into play? So Alex and I were performing just the two of us for about a year. It was about six years ago. Then oh, wow. we um, then we, we got this crazy idea to have a seven-piece band instead. And that was obviously <laughs> super fucking fun, but overwhelming and it was just impossible to schedule uh people to yeah. rehearse or do shows and it was just too much it was too much sound yeah. uh so we abandoned that and we decided we wanted just a third person who was uh especially good at music because we were both pretty good at music but and very good at lyrics and performing but we were not piano players and i think piano is just such an integral instrument in comedy music because it gives you so much uh sure. so much of a foundation so we uh, got somebody who's going to be our piano player and on our first rehearsal for a show he couldn't make it so he sent a sub and he sent Huey and we were like oh Huey's the best well we're just keep, can we just have Huey and not you <laughs> that's how it happened and it's uh, been the three of us for about four years now and uh, it's been really great um, you know when we brought Huey on initially we thought he was just going to be an accompanist uh, but it, he's so much more than that. He is really the was the missing piece to the three of us, and it's a much better, uh, much better version of this band than it ever was with all three of us working alongside each now, other. Now, does that other dude is he like the Beatles, like Pete Best? Like, is he just drinking himself <laughs> to death? Well, I mean, with you guys or what? Nick Nicholas, you have to understand when you're in such a successful comedy. <laughs> <laughs> If you miss out on this opportunity, I mean, you know, people, I mean. people have gone to some really dark places. That's all I'll say. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. God bless. Although My it's God. true in the world of comedy music, there's like not a lot. So like I could confidently say we're in the top 20. For <laughs> sure. Only because like, like I, I, can't 10, name, I, I can't name more than five outside <laughs> of us. So, so let's I, say top five. Let's just, well, who's your competition? Just, I'm just giving myself some room. Who, who's the competition? Who do we have to take out? Weird Al. Tenacious Weird D. Al. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Tenacious D, Weird Al, Flight of the Concords, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, uh, Lonely Island. Uh, those are probably the heaviest There's, hitters. Uh, right. Okay. So did you, are you guys Weird Al fans? Like, are you oh. fans of all of those guys? Uh, I mean, so much so that Weird Al was my, like, the first three or four albums that I ever bought as right. a child. Uh, and wow. I exclusively listened to Weird Al. And then the only thing I branched out was to like buy soundtracks of things like Animaniacs or uh, various other cartoon shows that had a lot of music. Right. So I was always a comedy. Did you, have you ever seen Weird Al um, like a live show? 
once. We actually we we saw him together at a Festival Supreme a couple years ago, which is Tenacious D's music right. festival. Yeah, I saw him. Um, you know, his full concert. Like, I mean, this is a long time ago, probably at least fifteen years ago, um, in New York City, and. I, I didn't go as a goof, but I, I went because I knew it was obviously, you know, comedy and, and music, but he was amazing. Like yeah. the band is so good. He he is so good. Like, I, I just don't think people really, you know, they look at him as what, you know, he is kind of, you know, a, a music comedy guy and kind of right, like right. people shit on him. But it's so not right. Like he's such a incredible artist and just yeah, a yeah. fast thinker and it's just so cool to see you know that whole thing come together like in person you know he's to, like a real life looney tune it's crazy yeah, yeah. and he still <laughs> today he looks the exact same as he looked 35 years ago i don't understand like the <laughs> hair is exactly the same yeah we saw his show two years ago and he had so much energy it was like going to like a pop concert like it, yeah. it, it was so much and even the band who's had he's had the same band forever they're old guys and they were just crushing it and he was doing quick changes into like the fat suit for yep. for fat like he unbelievable performer just so incredible damn he's 61 i just had to look it up wow he's he 61 can, years old he can still do like the high kicks and stuff like it's it's nuts yeah you can play. I play was play. just in my, I was just in my side patio, and it was way too fucking loud because I heard like what sounded like a chainsaw, and then I walked to sit in my car where I am right now, and literally there was a dude in the apartment complex next to me sawing off the top of a bike. So I'm just gonna assume it was his bike, and there was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I almost turned the camera around so you could all see it, but I didn't want to just interact with him. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be an accomplice to a crime or a witness. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That'd be awesome. All right. So you guys, you guys got together, all you three of you guys, four years ago together. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, did did your big burst of popularity come from the bring the bring the funny show like like what where was your first like big explosion of popularity well our first big explosion is we made um some music videos on buzzfeed and one of them has like 25 million views so that was probably the biggest first like uh breakthrough kind of moment for us uh and then we we were doing other things here and there that would get a million views here and there so de definitely very good um through buzzfeed and around, around 2016 we actually opened for garfunkel and oats at the kaboom music festival and then uh started doing some local shows but yeah i'd say that when bring the funny happened that opened the door for us to do more touring which is something we like doing i think the number one thing we like doing is performing live uh most performers agree with that it's sure. so fun you live off the energy of the audience so when we got to start doing that last year after bring the funny uh, it was really great we actually had a pretty robust tour lined up this year obviously that didn't happen yep. but we've transitioned to doing this podcast we have a special coming out we've been doing uh, virtual shows which has been pretty successful but mostly we're just trying to gear up to get back on the road right. uh, next fall hopefully so talk about the comedy special like where'd you guys tape it when did when you did it did you I imagine you guys did it in hopes of being able to, you know, sell it to someone. Yeah. Um, and, and how did that whole process go? You know, you found a good home at Comedy Dynamics, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, just, and when does it come out? It comes out February 9th. We shot it in Chicago uh, last winter, about a week before Christmas, around Huey's birthday. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, it was one of our last, like, sort of 
tours where we had a string of shows and um, we did it at Lincoln Hall in Chicago, which I used to live in Chicago for like four years. So it was a fun opportunity to play in a, a cool sort of rock venue, even though it's a comedy show because we're a band. So we yep. need a band stage, not just like a stand up stage, ideally. Uh, so we did that and we, I hired some film buddies in Chicago who I knew were super good and they shot it. I cut it together and we shopped it around and we ended up at Comedy Dynamics and we're super excited for it to come out. It'll go to Amazon and it'll go to some other places as well. Um, some and, other super uh, secret places for now. Super secret because I just don't know. I, there's like a list. I know it's going to be on some airplanes, which is thrilling. <laughs> and to some me. cruise ships. Some cruise yeah. ships. It's going to be on there as well. The biggest industries of of this time, you know. <laughs> hey, they're putting you in front of the people that are committed to to their travel and entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it actually is cool to be on airplanes. That's not where I expected a special to be, but you know, yeah, the audience I, you know, is trapped. They have I, to watch it. I tra <laughs> I, up until the you know the whole lockdowns and everything. I traveled probably twice a month, you know, and one of those it was usually back and forth to L.A. So I spent a lot of time on airplanes and would almost exclusively watch what was on the on the plane. Right, like I. I mean, I bring my iPad, but I really, you know, whatever. I look yeah. forward to catching up or seeing movies that I would never get to see in the movie theater or watch stuff that I just wasn't, you know, watching at home. And I, there's so much stuff I watched, a lot of it comedy on the airplanes. Um, how I, was I, it? How was it? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> what do you think about us being in that? In that oh, I think it's now. awesome. I mean, I'll tell you two funny stories. So uh, one, I was watching... Um, maybe it might've been a Cat Williams comedy special or, or, or something. And si sitting next to me were two older African-American couple, right? They, they could have been like my parents, they were older and they were watching the exact same thing I was watching. And we were laughing hysterically at different parts of the special. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Right. That's and awesome. so I, and I felt like kind of uncomfortable, like, okay, so am I like, what are they thinking about me laughing at this point and them laughing at something else? And we never had that conversation except for at the end, we were like, that was one of the funniest comedy specials like <laughs> we ever saw, even though we were laughing at different things. And then I watched through I, the Netflix. It might've been the first degenerates series, like that, that run that they had. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely annoyed the fuck out of the person next to me. Cause I was just in, it, like I was cracking up so hard and uncontrollably. And I, I think it was, it might've, it must've been like, I think it was the Joey Diaz that, that had to be the degenerates. And yeah. it, I don't know. I don't remember because I've watched so many of them, but I think it's awesome. I really do. I think comedy on airplanes is, is great. I mean, you know, usually fl air, flying sucks. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like that is great. you can yeah. knock out, I mean, depending on how long the flight is, you can like knock out, you know, a few specials per sure. uh, flight or whatever. And it makes it go. And I, don't, I don't look like what I looked like in the special. I had a huge beard in the special. My hair was a lot shorter. So I was looking forward to just booking myself cross-country flights and trying to right. see if anyone was watching it, you know, and taking <laughs> videos of them. But it's not going to happen, I guess. Just you holding your Emmy in first class. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> just my Emmy wearing my Bring the Funny shirt and yeah. my Lou Burger tag. Just walk into the back of the plane being like, oh, I heard there's a special on yeah, right? the plane. <laughs> I, got, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> he wears the Emmy, like, Flavor Flav wears his clock. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, Excuse me, sir. You idea. can't board with that. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
I want to get into your backgrounds a little bit. Have any of you guys, I'm assuming it's mostly like improv and music type stuff, but have any of you guys done stand-up or anything like that? Or is it mostly improv and music? Mostly improv and music. I did stand-up very briefly in college and it was not my favorite thing to do. And that's that's why I started transitioning into doing comedy music in college because it was just like more fun. I also like, I'm an ensemble boy. I like to be in groups with other people. There's both the safety net of all of us supporting each other, but I also think there's just more comedy can happen by different brains like working together. So I just like being a, a, the product of comedy that comes out of groups more than individuals. That said, I think it's really obviously insanely impressive what the top standups do, right? They're just running a show for an hour and a half and they're just crushing it. And I think that takes such incredible discipline and, and, certainly talent uh but i i've just loved always being in group things and and uh huey used to be the music director at second city uh in hollywood alex did a lot of ucb stuff i did a lot of stuff in chicago so we have a lot of improv theater background between the three of us it, it was fun on bring the funny because you know they had comedians of all different genres right. there and and you really did get to see like so deeply the different types of personality that is drawn to different types of comedy it's like all the stand-ups for the most part would just like go sit by themselves and be somewhere and not enjoy. you know people were friendly too but like then you saw all of the sketch kids and they were talking to everybody and trying to be a part of everyone's group you know like some variety of people and it was like somewhere in between there right what what was it like you know with all the different types of people on that show like did the stand-up comedians like you know you say they stuck to themselves kind of like did they look at it like you know, they were the cool kids and everybody else was not like, is, is, Alex is there, shaking his head. There, there's some of that, like, we know, you know, that that right. kind of exists. So you I'm know, just kind of curious if it was very obvious on the set. Most, like, the most standoffish people were definitely the, uh, the comedians, but they were, you know, to my recollection, most of them were really nice. I think the nicest person yeah. That I met on Bring the Funny was actually this guy named Mr. Zed. You guys ever heard of him? <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Zed. Oh, he's wow. Like, he's this it. American guy who moved to Italy because he struck it huge there with this act where he is a robot. That does stand up. He, he's a robot trying to do stand up comedy. It's And it's a good bit. Yeah. But, and he is, is a very, very sweet guy. It. I, yeah. I think it wasn't so much that the uh, that by class of what they did, they were like, I don't know, rude or anything. It was actually more, I felt like, how old you were and versus how young some people were on the show. I think the people who were older and more mature and more seasoned in lots and lots and lots of performing were not as interested in the antics of a lot of the younger like sketch group kids who were like very loud and obviously super boisterous, very excited to be there. And then you have some of the older standups who are like, fuck these people can you just be quiet for a minute <laughs> it was much more about like people there were 45 years in age on some people in difference and that's just right. a different person yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. also super different because there were like there were people that like already had hbo one hours out versus like you know stand-ups right. who've only been doing it for a couple of years and uh like you know some people were from like the south some people were from the coastal cities there were midwestern people that it really i mean one of the groups was a group of mormon people so it really was like all walks of life are they allowed to do that were they allowed they were allowed to come out there and do that the church didn't yeah i think joseph smith had to like bless (laughs) yeah (laughs) so who you guys were you guys finished in the top 
five, right? Yes. So who who and it's so I mean it's so critical. I, I totally watched the show, but my memory is completely shot. I don't really. It's kind of scary actually. So who did you guys go like? What was the la- What were the other four competitors that you guys were up against in the end? There was an amazing comedian named Takara Williams, who she was top two. The right. people who won were a sketch group called Valley Folk. There were people, and we 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 became friendly with all these people. There was a a great duo, a great um. What are you like a physical comedy duo? Like they barely spoke they, at all, but they would make you die laughing. A two-person sketch team doing silent Abbott and Costello type sketches, sketches yeah. called um, Chris and Paul. Chris and Paul, the oh, Chris yeah, and yeah, Paul right. show. If you ever get, right. I, they're in New York actually. If you ever get a chance, you should check them out for sure. They're yeah, amazing. no, I, I've I've heard of them for sure. So yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll blow your mind. Speaking of, one of you guys just said something about the Valley. Alex, you're going to be in a Valley Girl reboot yeah i so i it actually came out early last year um it oh it was, came out yeah I, yes it came it's it's had kind of its own um journey over the past few years it was supposed <laughs> to have a major theatrical release and then uh one of the supporting actors decided it would be a good idea to go film a uh, a dead body in japan and that sort of Oh uh, yeah, so it sort of put the movie on hold for a little bit, and then right when it came out, uh, <laughs> like hilariously, um, Mayor Eric Garcetti was is, was a part of it, and his public op- opinion has sort of shifted as well yeah. now. <laughs> um, so so it's but it really is it's it's a really fun movie, and I'm really funny in it. I'm great. Alex amazing. Alex is amazing. The funniest part of the film. He so has good. like all these improvised lines that they kept in that are just nonsense. Uh, and like the movie, I, I'll say like I thought the movie would be fully bad just because of the cast in it, and it's actually totally good. Uh, it's totally good. Alex is hilarious. Uh, this. The songs like they're good enough, you know. It's like a, you know, it's a, it's a remake of a movie. Yeah, most of the remakes are always only. No. Most of the remakes are bad. So the fact that it was like decent, uh, I thought was great. And Alex is a is a rom. Who else is in it? It stars. Go ahead. I was gonna say it stars um, a guy named Josh Whitehouse and a girl named Jessica Roth, who are both lovely people. Um, it's also got Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield, Je- um, yeah. Jesse Ennis from. Uh, Myth Quest and Ashley Murray from um, that Archie show that I forget the name. Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. Yes. Did you ever? And, did you see the first, like the original before? Like, were you familiar with the original before you got auditioned or cast in in the remake? I hadn't actually. I, I hadn't seen it, um, and uh, it, it was interesting because most of my audition was improvised. They they had me. They they were like, you know, this is the script, but like, come in and do your own thing. So you know. It really was completely unrelated um, to anything. My my part was my part's not even in the original movie, but I, I've seen it after um, you know getting cast. I went and watched it and everything, and uh, it's it's really nice. It's it's um, it's a pretty different feel. I think the original movie is very subtle, and this is a musical with like you know lots of kind of like candy pop, and it's you know everybody. It's it's just a lot more. I mean. The, the first movie, the original movie is actually kind of dark, you know, they show <laughs> nudity and stuff. There's this like the 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 Logan Paul character in that movie is kind of this like even skeezier scumbag who like, you know, it's 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 
it's definitely more for kids. This yeah. Well, the, the original was like, you know, the in the height of like the 80s, you know, movies that, you know, of that. And that one was right. That was the 80s that that movie came out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my recollection to that is it was the darker version of like the Breakfast Club and like those those mm-hmm. that group of movies. Um, I'm going to watch both of them. I, I need to see yours now. I also coming out. Just want to say, you know, I thought the movie was fucking awesome. I love it. It's a little hard, you know, for me to separate the one of my best friends was in it. And I know, you know, Josh Whitehouse too, but I was like, this movie's fucking great. I thought the music was cool. And like, it's cool to see everybody up there, but seeing Alex up there doing his thing. And there's like a very funny scene where some great physical comedy happens with Alex. And I don't want to give away, but it's just, it was a hoot. It was yeah, really totally, a hoot. I'm looking forward to watching it. And that comes from an Emmy winner. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. It has my seal of approval. <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm sitting in my car talking to you all. <laughs> as you run away from roaches and potential bike thieves. <laughs> this is a Hollywood, first. baby. It's Hollywood. Where uh, in Hollywood exactly? <laughs> I, yeah, right. I'm in Franklin Village, so it's it's a little removed, but it's still Hollywood. Yeah. It counts. It counts. It's Hollywood. Uh, I got a question for you guys as far as the judges on Bring the Funny. Who is your favorite? Who did you Fox like? Foxworthy. Wow, that was quick. Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> and that I think that was not our anticipated favorite. Like that, I don't think we would have assumed he would be our favorite. First of all, they were all lovely. Uh, yeah. Kenan Thompson, Chris Deegan, Jeff Foxworthy, mm-hmm. all incredibly nice, super willing to like talk briefly after the show. But Jeff Foxworthy would talk after every episode. We talked to him once for like thirty minutes, just just us, and he was just telling us about you know some of the struggles he had growing up and how he always tried to be on star search and couldn't get on it yeah. uh, and he was he was just super smart incredibly kind uh, a real real good guy he would seem yeah. like the most down to earth out of that whole crew yeah i was, was expecting that... him oh I, I was gonna say i was expecting him to have like a bit of a chip on his shoulder because i'm like this is jeff foxworthy he's one of the most famous comedians ever and he's yeah. just like doing this you know reality game show I, I i wasn't expecting him to be he's very personable like just absolutely a class act and really really nice it was a, sort of a i think it was apparent to all of us that like of them and of course chrissy teigen and keenan thompson have worked their asses off to be where they are so it's in no way diminishing what they've done but it was clear that jeff foxworthy has more directly taken the route that most of the comedians there had you know he's done the tours across the country where you come back and you made a thousand dollars he's done the shows that nobody came to. he's done all the the bullshit that we have to do to get where we are and so he really came from a, from a place of like i've been you i've been on the tv show trying to make it i've stayed up to sleep nights as have chris and keenan but in a different way and so i think he really took it upon himself to share that with us and to give back in that way right. yeah that's cool he, he seems like a, yeah. a, a a cool guy we had um dan larry the cable guy on our, our show cool. about i don't know six months ago and i i was you know for the same reasons a little like apprehensive he was he he was one of the first really big guys we've had on and um you know obviously growing up you know knowing the whole act and obviously its character and all that and it was it it was very cool he was super super chill um we had a really great conversation and it sort of took me a little bit by surprise and i sort of had a pivot 
in my mind as to how, you know, to take that interview because I was prepared for one thing and I got completely something else. And it was great. And he, he's such a, you know, cool dude. He, obviously, those guys built an incredible, you know, an incredible not only act, but just brand, you know, him, yeah. Foxworthy, Ron White, you know, they, uh, um, the other guy's name escapes me. Bill um, Engvall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Engvall. Um, such a great Here's thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's not my style of, of comedy. Like, we don't, we you know, we're in the East Coast, that's out of Manhattan. That whole redneck thing is not our brand. But it's it's so freaking funny. And I've seen Ron at yeah, the yeah. comedy store, and he he's just he's a character in himself. So yeah, that must have been a pretty cool experience to be able to sit with the, you know, Jeff and, and get just, you know, advice. I'm sure he gave you advice, whether he intended on it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, those are good, great takeaways. I thought that his advice, like, because, you know, they, they each, after every performance, they'd be like, here's what I thought. Here's sure. the advice that I have for you. And, you know, they all gave great advice. I thought Jeff Foxworthy though, like really gave us, some advice that was like I, I actually actionable advice, you know, right. like something you can actually take and incorporate and come back with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After the after the finale episode, you know, everybody we we did the whole thing, and then we were all sort of waiting outside saying goodbye. And he drove up in his car, and him and his manager and his wife came out and spoke to all the acts. Just came out to hang with us. It was That's cool. cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, you did. I was like, bro, you do not like you do not have to do that. There was no obligation. Show's over, man. (laughs) (laughs) Show's over. We all lost. You don't have to. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Huey was like, by the way, I have an Emmy. (laughs) You didn't even have it yet. You didn't have it yet. That was was his advice to us. Was like, one of you should win an Emmy. (laughs) 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 All right. So before we. We kind of wrap. I, I do want to ask. So, Huey, your is your is Stone your middle name? I have, I have two last names. My parents combined their last names. Two independently Jewish last names, Stone and Fish, combined to make me sound like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Because when I read it, I'm like, I I wonder if this is a real name. Like, what it, <laughs> is this real? Is. Like, this is stage really name. How do you, how do you come up with those two? But that's a great answer. Yeah. It's totally yeah. On some on some government forms, Stone is my middle name. But growing up, I was always told that I had two last names. And then one day, when I was like 21 or 22, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I say it's my last name. That, well, there you go. We like there to you. say that Huey's real name, Huey Stonefish, is cooler than our band name that we got to choose and make up. You know, <laughs> how did you how did you guys make that up? How did it come to be? Well, oh, well. Oh, let me tell you, it's a great story. So we were thinking, how do we get Huey's name in the band? So we took the ooh and <laughs> Hugh and the L from Alex Lewis and the burger from Keith Habersberger put it all together you got a Lou burger uh, <laughs> yep that's, wow. <laughs> that's that's not true they no. made the name before I was a part of the band and it's Alex Lewis Keith Habersberger they combined the Lou and the burger yeah, yeah, now, that you, now, that you have, now that you have an Emmy you gotta be like hey guys you wanna throw my name in there well we we had a whole thing with Bring the Funny where we were actually going to do a name change on on the TV show, and they like okay that we were going up up the like ranks of it happening, and then they were like, no, we're not fucking doing that. Like we're not. This is not going to happen. Yeah, it became if it was it became a big deal on the show for some reason <laughs> too. I don't remember why. What but were you going to change it to? Hair. Blue Burger and the Stonefish. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's what I was gonna say. It's already, I, it's it sounds kind of, it makes you think of like Hugh Lewis in the news. It, it makes you feel like one of those old, yeah, like very cool bands, and it, it sounds good. I still another, think we could do it. 
That's also another name that we all we, we've thought about: Huey, Lewis, and the Keith. Yeah. Blue Burger and the Stonefish feels like probably what our name should be someday. We'll it feels see. like a jam band. Like that feels like yes. right. Like like kids in tie dye and Birkenstocks just yeah. taking all the drugs. It does feel like it's a ska band that uh, <laughs> you're going yeah. to see. Like, like oh yeah, we're gonna go see uh, Lou Burger and the Stonefish uh, and uh, Real Big Fish. Was that the other uh-huh. one? Right. Yeah. yeah. You got you fishbone. You can do a whole thing with the the Pisces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fish, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty popular. Yeah, huh? yeah, forgot yeah. about those guys. You know, they 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 have it. Um, mm-hmm. So, what? Obviously, we we know that you guys are dying to get out on tour, which hopefully is what summer, if all things yeah. go right. Yeah, I mean, uh, we you know expect that we'll be able to start getting vaccinated in late spring, early summer. So, so I think. think- a majority of people will be vaccinated by then. So hopefully okay. definitely a fall tour. Cause we really like doing the college circuit. It's like right. where our demographic is. Yep. It's really awesome. fun to go do college shows. People are already amped. You don't have to do the, the slog of marketing in a, a town you don't live in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's way better, but we are hoping to get some summer local shows uh, yeah. or at least like semi-local, you know, within yeah. four, five hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, all right, men, men, guys. So <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> podcast next week that's right that's well but this time it'll well, or this today. comes out it'll be today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> podcast today um the special, special does the special have a name is it is it what's the name of the special uh, live in, i think it's Luberger live in chicago okay i think nope. it's Luberger live at lincoln hall in lincoln hall you're right you're right so that's on february 9th and then that's right. Hopefully, yeah. some some tours towards the end, middle to end of 2021, the year we're in. And yeah, where can people find you besides Lou Burger? You guys want to plug your individuals, or or what do you want to? How do you want people? Yeah, to find well, you? we're we're Lou Burger everywhere that you would expect us to have a handle: YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Uh, but we are individually. I'm at Keith Habs. We got at Huey Stonefish. Makes sense. And then for Alex, he's got the best handle. He's <laughs> At the letter I, the number eight, a thumbtack. He's uh, at, at I saw I dude, a thumbtack. I saw. Did Elon Musk make your uh, Instagram handle? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk uh, and I used to do taste tests back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, ate hardware. I uh, it's it's just it's a Ralph Wiggum quote from The Simpsons, and I I made my YouTube channel name. I had a thumbtack back. This is in 2004, 2005 or whatever. And uh, I, I had a music video go viral on that channel. So ever since then, it's just kind of been my username. Yeah, that's all right. Greg, tell them your username. Uh, the Gregalicious. <laughs> that is so silly. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. silly. And uh, at this point, I'm a little too old to have that name be the name. I and it. I did attempt to change it. Right. Not not yeah. long ago. I was like, OK, I'm going to take an Insta poll, Instagram poll of should I change this name or should I keep this name? And overwhelmingly, it was you. You cannot even possibly think about changing your name. And I was really bummed because, <laughs> you know, like we're doing this podcast and we're talking to 
may, you know, mostly people in comedy who are some of the fastest wit people on earth. And I have to say, and I'm your co-host, the Gregalicious. Yeah, it's like the biggest setup to you just watch, get you demolished. Just watch his soul leave his body. Like he doesn't look at the camera when he does it now. <laughs> the beginning it was fine, but then like you're talking to like like I don't know Jamie Kennedy or you know whatever, and he's like, I'm the Gregalicious. <laughs> Change it to Gregalicious sixty nine. <laughs> Alex gets it, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have a similar. <laughs> Alex gets it. Yeah, but I hate a thumbtack. That's that's at least that's not the Gregalicious is what it is. And it is. I don't know, yeah. man. It's its own version of the Gregalicious. Yeah, I, guess. <laughs> I guess. A lot of people anyway. ask me about it. <laughs> so it like, what the fuck is, is this? <laughs> anyway, I, there's nothing I can do. It, it's it sticks. It's I mean, I've I'm my worst enemy. I make up logos, you know, like I'll do stupid shit. It, it just is what it is. So it's not going anywhere. We're going to ride it out. It's all right. going to ride it out yeah. until I can make a living selling stickers that say the Greg Alicious. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, seriously, this was really fun. Thanks. Yeah. This is the first yeah, time we've done a five way. Well, I can speak for myself. I don't know. I don't know what Nick does after we sign off. He may. Well, with that trophy, I mean, I was going to say, I think I know what kind of event you get that kind of trophy. For. <laughs> the trophy has a ridiculous dong. Oh, I know, right? I never really noticed that. It was, it was modeled after the trophy me. dong. No, because I had the the thongs are over it usually. They're oh, just well. like hanging there. So. Modesty. The trophy is pretty dongalicious, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> well played from the Emmy winner. Thank you. Thank you. That's two for two for me. And then once you guys go on tour, we're coming to see you. I can't. Oh, yeah. yeah. We actually do. We've done a handful of shows up in the Northeast, so we'll let you know uh, when we're back up there. All right. Absolutely. Cool. Fuck yeah, man. I just choked. Thanks, y'all. This is fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This was Love awesome. you all. Stay safe. Good luck with the podcast Thanks. and the uh, special. Thank Appreciate you guys. it. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye.